Somebody, are you ready to make some declarations? Hallelujah. Okay, we said every time we gather here, we'll be able to make those declarations. Uh, kings make decrees. Let me tell you, neighbor, say kings make decrees. Okay, and when you decree a thing, it shall be established. Hallelujah. I shall decree a thing. Come on, say that. Now say, I shall decree a thing, and, and it shall be established. Come on, can you stand up this morning? I, I shall decree a thing, and it shall be established. Now, let me, let me tell you, neighbor, say, I will say to this mountain, say, be thou removed, and be cast into the sea. And because I do not doubt in my heart, say whatever I say must happen. So you will not close your mouth this Sunday. Say I will not close my mouth this Sunday. How many of us want to see what we say? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. So quickly now, I am blessed. Come on, say I am blessed. If you know you're blessed, come on, shout hallelujah. Say I am blessed with all spiritual blessings. In heavenly places, in Christ Jesus. Say, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You know, you may have come in here weak this morning, but say, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Say, I'm established in righteousness. Oppression is far from me. Say, I am redeemed from the cause of the law. Say, I am redeemed from spiritual death i am redeemed from sickness now hear me there's sickness in your body i wanted to shout i am redeemed from sickness i am redeemed from poverty i am redeemed from shame and reproach you know i hear in my spirit some of you in your families you're not doing well so sometimes when they call for meetings they don't even call you because they say, what can you, what can you offer? That is about to change. Somebody said, that is about to change. I said, that is about to change. They will not sit down unless you come. Somebody shout hallelujah. I said, I will, they will not sit down unless I am there. Somebody shout hallelujah. So I am redeemed from shame and reproach. I overcome all because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Say, I do not have the spirit of fear. I have the spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. I have life, and I have life in abundance. Say, I live the abundant life. Come on, it doesn't matter what's been going on. Declare, say, I live the abundant life. Some of you are about to change houses. Some of you are about to become landlords. In the name of Jesus. Your account number is about here. Your life details are about to change. Say, I reign in life. I am the head and not the tail. I am above only and not beneath. God has given me this land. And I will be fruitful in the land. I decree it in and it's established. Say my path, it shines brighter and brighter. Come on, if you're able to take a step forward, do that. Say my path shines brighter and brighter. Now declare the best days of my life are just ahead of me. Now let me tell you, they say neighbor, say neighbor, the best days of my life, they are just ahead of me. I have favor with God and with men. I will be satisfied with long life 
And God will show me daily his salvation. I dwell in the secret place of God. Therefore, I continually abide under his shadow. I have joy. Come on, I have joy like a river. And at my right hand are pleasures forevermore. My children and family are taught of the Lord. And great is our peace. I am a seed of Abraham through Jesus Christ. Therefore, Abraham's blessings, they are mine, oh, come on, shout hallelujah. Abraham blesses. I want to declare to you that God is in a hurry to bless you. You know, there's, 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 some, there's somebody here, I won't give, I won't give the, uh, the agenda, you know, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. To, to show how God is desperate to change seasons in this period. A job they are supposed to do for somebody still many months away. But the person, without even telling them, paid the full amount weeks back. Paid the full amount. I'm not talking about small money. He said, just take the money. Have you ever seen anything like that? Not even half. Paid the full, the person woke up and, hey, full amount. The project is still fine because God is in a hurry. Somebody say God is in a hurry. He will advance it forward. I see your blessings advance forward. I see what God is doing. Your healing advance forward. Come on, shout hallelujah to you, G. Amen. Hallelujah. All Abraham's blessings are ours this week in Jesus' name. We're going to look at two scriptures and you're going to sit down. I will stand and preach. Amen. You know, in the days of the Bible, is the teacher that sat down. Everybody has stood. <laughs> but today we stand and you sit. Amen. Praise God. We're going to be looking at TOG 2.0. What exactly does it mean? We're going to be able to do some of that um, this June and maybe continue um, until July because it's important that in the next 10 years you know where we're going to as a church. Okay? If you're part of this family, where are we going to? So uh, we're going to be able to unfold it uh, beginning from this Sunday. Praise God. number 15. Then the seventh angel sounded and there were loud voices in heaven saying that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and he shall reign forever. Now this is the last book of the Bible. So this is a scatological meaning. This is speaking of what must be. It must be. It's already been prophesied. It must be. So he's saying when it's all said and done, the kingdoms of this world, with all the nonsense that's going on in Nigeria, going on in the US, going on in Europe, the kingdoms of this world, the kingdoms of this world, would have become, thank you Jesus, the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he, Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, he shall reign forever and ever and ever. I'm going to read Hebrews. 
Hebrews 9, 8 to 11, 8 to 11. It's a scripture some of us are familiar with. I know it may sound a bit difficult, but just bear with us though. I just want to bring out something from this scripture. Hebrews, uh, Hebrews 9, uh, from verse 8. Now the Holy Spirit indicated this, that the way into the holiest of all, the Holy Spirit indicated this, that the, the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while the first tabernacle existed. It was symbolic for the present time, in which both gifts and sacrifices are offered, which cannot make him perform the service perfect in regard to the conscience. Verse 10, particularly verse 10. Okay, concerned only with foods and drinks, various washings, and fleshly ordinances imposed until the time. your word this evening in Jesus name as you sit and let me tell your neighbor I am TOG I am I'm the temple of God come on let me tell your neighbor tell them I said I'm TOG hallelujah so so we're going to begin to unveil and unfold uh, this Sunday morning uh, where God is taking us uh, this uh, uh, TOG 2.0 it will be for the next 10 years and the next 20 years and to paint a picture and to um, uh, basically point a light towards the direction we are going as a church and I'd like to say uh, very quickly uh, and it's important Pastor Nyama said that when she came up here uh, one of the things that we must do is what Apostle Paul uh, you know uh, instructed uh, that we should do in Philippians 3 13 to 14 he said brethren I do not count myself uh, to have apprehended but one thing I do one thing we must do as a church, we must forget the things which are behind. Somebody say hallelujah. You know, but because you are TOG, somebody say, I must forget the things that are behind. Okay, forgetting the things which are behind. You know, the, the song they did today was powerful, very prophetic. Okay, I mean, end nothing behind for me. There's nothing there. God is nothing. God is not in your past. He's in your destiny. He's in your future. He's not doing anything anymore with your history. Your history is gone. Hallelujah. Okay, so Paul says, forgetting the things. It, it doesn't matter how much we've achieved, what we did in the past is gone. We're in a season where as a ministry, we are moving forward. Somebody say, I am moving forward. Okay, so forgetting the things which are behind, and we are reaching forward. We are reaching forward. Somebody say, I am reaching forward. Okay, because you are theology, you are reaching forward. That there are beautiful things that await you just ahead of you. The declaration we made this morning said, the best days of your life are not behind you. You, you. People may say the good old days. That is not the Bible. Because our path shines brighter and brighter. We go from glory to glory. Somebody say hallelujah. The path of the just, what? It shines brighter and brighter. It doesn't matter what you experienced 10 years ago. I want to say to you that the best days of your life are just ahead of you. The you that I see ahead of you, you can't even recognize that you. Somebody say hallelujah. You know, somebody told me a few years ago what God would have done in our life. I wouldn't have believed it. But you know what? The best days are still yet ahead of us. Hallelujah. So we forget the things which are behind TOG. And we reach forward to those things which are ahead. They are pains that are ahead of us. We press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. And so three Sundays ago, uh, uh, Pastor Gemma painted a very powerful picture 
of what the new TOG would look like. What the new TOG would look like. And, and she picked it from First uh, Corinthians. Uh, please, that please you won't forget this Sunday. One of them is the scripture. First uh, Corinthians chapter 15. We'll look at it from verse 43. Okay. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 4. That, that very highly prophetic is the heart and the mind of God. Okay. And it says it is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Go to verse 44. I'm going to come back to it. It is sown a natural body. Okay? So, TOG 1.1 was all of this. Okay? But we are in TOG 2.0. Somebody say hallelujah. Okay, so that, that, that old TOG was sown a natural body. It has been raised a spiritual body. Okay? There's a natural body and there's a spiritual body. Can you go to verse 45? And so it is really the first man that became a living being, the last became a life-giving spirit. So how, how, what, what does that say about the new TOG that, that is here and that awaits us? And what it says is that the old TOG, uh, you know, was, was, was in dishonor, was in shame. But the new TOG is raised in glory. The new you is raised in glory. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what dishonor, what shame, what reproach. You are things that have made your head to be down. I want to declare to you in the name of Jesus that God is about to raise up your head in the name of Jesus. For thou, O Lord, you are a shield unto us. You are our glory and the lifter up of our heads. It doesn't matter what you've gone through before. I want to declare that God is about to lift up our heads in glory. And what God is set to do in your life, it will happen quickly. No, no, I, I want to say this, and, and this is under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Now, hear me now. You know, sometimes you may go through a season for 10 years, but when God wants to change your destiny, sometimes it's just one hour. Suddenly, everything changed. It's sometimes just one phone call and everything. Sometimes just one meeting and your destiny changes. I want to declare and I say to you that it won't take the length of time that you went through what you went through. It shall be a suddenly... For four years, Pastor Teji, my wife and I went through wilderness. But it took one meeting. Somebody say one meeting. One meeting. And everything changed. One meeting. So the old TOG was in dishonor and shame. But TOG 2.0, in the name that is above every name, is one that is raised in glory. The old TOG was a natural body. So many things were in the realm of the natural. But the new TOG, TOG 2.0, is being raised as a spiritual body. Somebody say hallelujah. The old TOG must have been in weakness. But the new TOG 2.0 is raised in power. Robed in power. So when you come into our services, know that power will come upon you. Somebody say hallelujah. Where two or more of TOG people gather, know that power will be there. That power will visit you in your office in the name of Jesus. That power will visit you in your home in the name of Jesus. Concerning the purpose that you carry, power is coming in the name of Jesus because a new TOG is raised in power. The old TOG, they may not have been a life-giving spirit, but beginning from this season, it's a life-giving spirit in the name of Jesus. Now to fully understand what God has called our church to do, like we said, the vision is still the same, but God has re redefined it. God has made it clearer. God has made it clearer. And the more we spend time with him, God is showing us exactly why this church was born. And so we're coming into the second day of TOG. This is the second day of TOG. Somebody said the second day of TOG. So the last 10 years was the first day. 
So we must fully understand what God has called our church to do, especially if you are a member of our church and you believe that God has appointed you to be planted here. You must understand what God has called uh, uh, Jesus first to do. Now, a new era uh, began, a new era began with the coming of Jesus. Is somebody here? A totally new era began with the coming of Jesus, okay? And it was the era of reformation. And that's why the scripture I read in uh, Hebrews 9 verse 10, maybe we can look at it again. Hebrews 9 verse 10, Hebrews 9 verse 10. It, it was a dividing of season for our world with the coming of Jesus, Hebrews 9 verse 10, okay? Now, all of these things we read before, basically was all that they did um, under Judaism, under the law, okay? Um, so different things with foods and drinks and those different sacrifices, all of that, you know, and fleshly ordinances, okay? Because the Bible says all of them were shadows of what was to come. Until the time, until the time of what? Of reformation. So seasons changed from the point Jesus Christ came. A new order came. Now, it's important that we, we must first understand um, the meaning of the word reformation. If we understand that, then it will be easy to understand what I'm saying next. Okay? Reformation is from the Greek word dichotis. Okay, that's actually the meaning of it, the Greek word. And what it means is this. Uh, permit me to just be able to read to you all of Because we must get uh, very familiar with the word reformation because that's where our church is now. And that's where we're going to. Okay, somebody say reformation. Okay, now, now uh, the, 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 the Greek word is dichotis, and it means to make straight that which was bent. Okay, to make straight that which was bent. It means to make upright. To make upright. Uh, reformation means to correct. It means to rectify. It means to rectify. It means to amend. Okay, it means to reset. It means to reset. It means to begin a new order. It means to begin a new order. Because of how important this thing is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again. The Greek word for reformation is dichotis, and it means to make straight that which was bent, to make upright, to correct, to rectify, to amend, to reset, to begin a new order. Now, one of the things God also said to me was that the word reformation, of course, we know uh, one of those words uh, after the reformation is the word reform. Somebody say reform. But the word reform is actually two words. It means re-form. That means that, like we saw with the potter, what, what the potter had, had molded had become mad, had become spoiled, and he reforms. Christ came to reforms. Jesus came to make things upright, to make things straight, to amend. Somebody say hallelujah. Now, so when Jesus Christ came, that what we've dealt with as a church and what Jesus is still doing today is what we call personal reformation. Because truly, many of our lives need to be reformed. Hallelujah. Many of our lives need to be reset. Many of our lives that are crooked, different aspects of our life, he came to make it upright. And so by bringing redemption and salvation to the world, he came that every one of us will be reset, will be our lives will be corrected, our lives will be amended, our lives will be made upright. If that is you, somebody say hallelujah. And that's why that song today was so powerful. Because that's what he came to do. He came to change us. 
Jesus came to change us. And so we see uh, that when he began to read through what he came to do, and we see that now, uh, let's look at the Old Testament version in, uh, in Isaiah 61, 1 to 3. Let's see what Jesus Christ came to do. We are very familiar with them. We look at the Luke 4 scripture. Okay? Can we read together? I want to go. That the Spirit of the Lord God is what? Is upon me because the Lord has done what? Has anointed me to preach. That is speaking about Jesus. Okay? He has sent me to do what? To heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Go to verse 2. Go to verse 2. This is what he came to do. Isaiah was prophesying about him. Okay, to proclaim what? The acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. So this all Jesus came to do by prophecy. Go to verse 3. To console those who mourn in Zion. Is anybody in Zion this Sunday morning? Okay, this is Zion. Come on somebody, I'm in Zion. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy. For mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I sense the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon us even this Sunday. That they may be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he may be what? Glorify. I want us to look at Luke 4, 18. Because, so we see that that's actually what Jesus Christ came to do. Okay, as I was prophesying, way, way hard that Luke 4, Luke, Luke 4. Okay, now he repeats it. Jesus repeats it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal, the, the, to proclaim. This is Jesus, okay? To proclaim liberty. Is anybody in any form of captivity? Liberty in the name of Jesus. Recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. Oppressions have been far from us. To proclaim the acceptable year of the jubilee of the Lord. Go to verse 20. Go to verse 20. Then he closed the book. Thank you, Jesus. So Jesus is the first and the most important reformer that came. He came to bring reformation to our lives. And for the first 10 years of our church, we had focused on personal reformation. And we will keep preaching personal reformation. Because the truth is that the enemy has stamped out in many lives. You know, many of you don't even have an, an idea of the potentials that we have. But in the season that we're going in, you, the, this you that look ordinary, things that will begin to come out of your life as God begins to reset your life. Is somebody here this Sunday morning? I said, things will begin to come out of your lives. As God begins to make every crooked part in your life straight. As God begins to reform, reform your life. Reform your marriage. Reform your children. Reform your destiny. Correct what has been in error. That is what he came to do. Everything that God has appointed for you, God created for you, appointed for you, Jesus came to make sure as a reformer that all of them will, all of them will come to pass. You will no longer live this life and finish it without accomplishing purpose. Somebody say hallelujah. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. And so as a ministry, we will keep teaching and preaching personal reformation. But, 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 but I want to say to you also that that's not all that Jesus came to do. For, for many of us, we, we have only taken the message of Jesus and stopped at personal salvation, personal redemption. All of it is personal. Not, not, not wrong because they came to do that. But every time, every time I see 
the, the madman of Gadara. Anybody remember him? Remember the madman of Gadara? That, that Jesus had to go across the waters to reach him. And because, hear me now, church. Because of a Yahule bro, oh, I feel the anointing now. Galia, because of the destiny that that man was carrying. Minister, uh, Pastor Soji. Because of the destiny that that man was carrying. The enemy wouldn't allow Jesus to get to where he was. Because it was in the middle of going from here to there. A storm arose to drown Jesus. Why? Because there was one across the water. Hear me, George. Some of the issues you've gone through in your life is because of what awaits you. Some of the obstacles the enemy has put in front of you. Some of the mountains that has been ahead of you. It's because he knows that somewhere on the other side, there's a glorious you that is about to show forth. Hear me. The devil could only deceive one third of the angels in heaven. So he has less than God. That also means that he doesn't have enough to attack all of us. So what he does is that he picks who he fights. If you don't have, listen to me, if you, if, if you are no threat to the devil, he doesn't have enough to, to waste time on you. So he looks for those who, like the madman of Gadara, he knows that if he sets them, if they are free, they will change the world. Somebody shout, hallelujah. Somebody shout, hallelujah. Let pastor preach a little bit this Sunday morning. Say, pastor, preach this Sunday morning. You know, like, thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me something. The fact, listen to me, the fact that God called you doesn't mean you won't have trouble. The fact that you are even in obedience doesn't mean you won't have trouble. So be careful when people are going through trouble that you seem to know that they have missed it. Because I can tell you that Isaac Isaac was a son of Abraham. Oh, I feel something in my heart this morning. Somebody said Isaac was a son of Abraham. He was the son of he was a son of promise. And the Bible records in Genesis 26 that there was a famine. He said another famine. Not the same one that his father experienced. This was a another famine and Isaac like his father was about to leave the land and God said to him Isaac don't leave the land he said don't leave the land he said dwell in the land of Uttal Ashateni and I will bless you dwell in the land of which I tell you and I what too much in my spirit this Sunday morning Pastor Soji do you know do you know that Ahimelech when there was a famine in Bethlehem, the house of bread. He packed his wife, Naomi, and their children, and they went to Moab. He went to Moab. Be careful how you move. Don't, let, don't make permanent decisions on temporary situations. It was a temporary situation. But, but he took them, but not... The story we hear next is not a good one. His sons died. So the wife eventually said, hey, let's go back to where we're coming because he heard that God had visited his people with bread. But you know, the powerful thing about it is that when they got back, the man Boaz, it was the same land that Ahimelech left that God blessed Boaz. Not a different land. The same land. The same land. So be careful. The thing is that you must check yourself first. Because in the same place where a man ran away from, another was blessed. A multi-billionaire. He didn't move. <laughs> and so God said to Isaac, he said, remain. And the man obeyed God. 
The Bible says, and Isaac dwelt in the land. But where am I going to this morning? The fact that God said stay in the land didn't mean that contentions will not come. Because the Bible says that he began to dig again the wells that his father dug and began to call upon the name the, the wells by the same name that his father. But the Philistines contended with him. The first well they called Essek. He called Essek because he said they were quarreling and contention. The fact that God has, you have obeyed God doesn't mean that the issues will not arise. But you must have persevering power. You must be able to know this is what God has said. It doesn't matter. I don't walk by what I see. Somebody, hallelujah. He could have run away. He moved again and dug another well. And they contended with him yet again. And he called the place Sitna. Content, I mean, enmity. But the good news was that he remained. So the fact that God has said, stay. And you obey him doesn't mean that there will be no issues. But the good news is that he dug another well. Help me tell two people, say, dig another well. Help me tell the neighbor, say, dig again, dig again, dig again. Dig again, dig again. Hallelujah. And when he dug this final well, Pastor Hima, they did not contend with him anymore. And he called it Rehoboth. He said, for the Lord has made room for me. And I'll be fruitful in the land. So, no matter who you are, there will be seasons of contention. Is somebody in the house this Sunday morning? There will be what? Seasons of contentions. No matter who you are, there will be seasons of enmity. And sometimes nothing to do with you, just, just things will come up. But if you remain and you, and you remain steadfast, God will make room for you. Because you obeyed God to stay in the land. God will make room for you. I want to declare upon you in this house of Sunday morning. God will make room for us in TOG. For those of us who have persevered the last 10 years, the last 9 years, the last 7 years. TOG, God will make room for us. And we will be fruitful in the land. God so blessed him because of obedience. That you know the Bible, the records. That the same people who have contended with him. Him. They came to him and we said, and they said, For sure we see that God is with you, and you are bigger than us. Let's make a covenant with you. Those who mocked you, they are about to come in the name of Jesus. Those who, who, who ridiculed you, because you have remained, because you have stayed with what God said. I want to declare God is about to make you fruitful in this land. God is about to make you fruitful in this land. You're about to enter into your season of Rehoboth. Our God is about to make this land fruitful for you. In this season, you will, you will sow and you will reap in the name of Jesus. He will bless the work of your hands because you have persevered. It was a test and it was a trial. He said, do not do what your father did. Do not leave the land. Somebody say hallelujah. Come on, T.O.J., say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. And so, and so in the first season of our church, we spent so much time, and I'll be honest with you, so many churches in our country, not that it's wrong, focus on personal salvation. But God has called us to do more than that. God has called us. We are kingdom people. Somebody say we are kingdom people. If you go to many churches this Sunday morning, it's about personal salvation. And you know the amazing thing is, 
many of us are saved already. But we keep repeating it. We keep repeating it. But we are saved already. So when we say we just keep repeating our salvation, there's more. I'm, I'm going to surprise us a bit this morning with a little time we have. You know, one of the most powerful scriptures we use for evangelism and about the love of God is John 3.16. Are we familiar with you know, you know the late Billy Graham? That was his most favorite scripture. In fact, millions, millions that came to, to know Christ through this great evangelist. All he preached was John 3.16. God so loved the world. But can we look at that scripture now? For God so loved the world. But have you ever wondered why this scripture doesn't say, For God, God so loved people? so that there are people who own the systems of the world. So when God created the world, he created the world with a particular order in mind. God created our world with an order in mind. In fact, one of the other meanings of the word cosmos is order. Is somebody here? I know Bible students are here. I know it's true. <laughs> you know, we know it's true. He could have used the word people. But for God so loved persons. But he said for God so loved the systems, the order that he created that he sent Jesus. So, one of the most important things Jesus came to do was not to just personal reformation, Victor. He came because the systems of the world is in chaos. The order that God has instituted concerning families, as we speak today, America is going into hell. America is going into hell. A lot of Europe has gone into hell. Where men are marrying not even one man now, a man can marry two men. With the new president in America, all kinds of things are now being allowed. An eight-year-old child can decide, I don't want to be a girl anymore. I want to be a boy. Daddy. And what the law now says, that daddy cannot stop the girl. The girl will go to police and say, I don't want to be a girl anymore. And daddy, who is the father of the girl, cannot say no. The law now says, permit the child to be who they want to be. I hope you know that when the new president of America came, he says that countries that don't, don't support gay people, 
they will withdraw aid from you. That is why Jesus came. So for as long as we're in church shouting hallelujah and feeling good with ourselves and blessing each other and blessing our children and buying more cars, our world is going into darkness. So he so loved the world that he created that he made a process. And that's why I read that scripture. For the Bible says that in the kingdoms of this world, the governments of this world, in a season to come, shall we become the kingdoms of our God and his Christ. And he shall reign forever. Hear me, T.O.J. If the church is in Abuja, the systems of Abuja, our economy the city must change because we are here if the city is not changing if we are not becoming more Christian more kingdom minded then the church is failing if all we do is sing hallelujah Monday to Sunday and Monday to Sunday and your office is not changing your estate is not changing nothing is changing it means we have failed because the reason why Jesus came is to reform your life. And you know what? Once he has bent those areas that are bent, once he has straightened it, those areas that have become malformed, once he has reformed you, he sends you as a reformer. Somebody say hallelujah. And that's why I began to tell you about the madman of Gadara. Because located inside that madman, he was so mad that when Jesus came to him and said, what is your name? Sir, do you know what he said? He said, my name is Legion. You don't have an idea. Do you have an idea how many demons was in that man? The Bible says that his, his place was in the cemetery. He dwelt amongst tombs. None of us here, our situations are not as bad as that. How many of us live in the cemetery? I want to say to somebody, reformation is coming to your life. I said reformation is coming to your life. No matter how bad it is, reformation is coming to your life. Because let me tell you, somebody who's already living in the tombs, somebody who's already living in the cemetery, a gentleman, I want to speak to you this Sunday morning. You, somebody will have just said, he's already in the cemetery. Just dig hole now and push him inside. But it doesn't matter how close you are to a grave. I want to say to you, God is not done with you. I say, God is not done with you. You may be living by a cemetery. If I live in by the cemetery, living by a graveside. God is not done with you. Make a low break as I. And Jesus looked at him and said, come out, all you demons, come out, come out, come out, come out. I say in the name of Jesus, I stand in the authority of the one who called me, the one who has gave me this assignment. And I say, anybody here under the oppression of Satan, under the dominion of hell, it is broken this Sunday morning in the name of Jesus, Satan, lose them and let them go. In the name of Jesus, I break every satanic power, anything that is not of God at work in your home, at work in your destiny. I hear, I hear God saying that the power of delay is broken this Sunday morning. Broken this Sunday morning. 
Whatever has delayed, you're coming forth. You're revealing. You're being shown forth. I join my voice with the voice of that angel of Revelation 10 with one leg on the land and one leg in the waters. And I say wherever that delay has come from, if it be in the heavens, if it be on the land, if it be in the waters, the delay is over. For there shall no longer be a postponement of the things that God has spoken. There shall no longer be a postponement. It will no longer be said as a postponement. It will no longer be said. I said, God, the enemy tried to stop Jesus because there was one carrying destiny. And that's why I said to you, don't, don't see people go through issues and, and say, this is, this is them. Don't let your trouble define you. What has been defined by your trouble? They may even call you by your name. By that trouble. Blind Bartimaeus. Barren Sarah. But you need to know what you call yourself. That's why we're making these declarations. You're not your condition. Let me tell your neighbor, say, you're not your condition. Because that condition will change. Let me tell you, you're not your condition. And so, the one who has authority, that's why I say, come on, so come on Wednesday. The one who has authority, he said, go, leave him. And he said, but have you come to destroy us before the time? Because they know, they know that there's a time. The Bible says that, for surely there's an end. No season is permitted to last forever. None. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be 54 next month. I can tell you working with God, no season, no season. They, they know that there's even a terminal date. He said, have you come to even stop us? Demons were telling him. Because they know that they can't be there forever. Thank you, Jesus. And he cast them out. But oh, hear me. He entered the boat and followed Jesus. And just said, no, 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 no. No, no, no. That's not why I delivered you. That's not why I delivered you. I didn't deliver you so you can come to church every Sunday and be singing hallelujah. Every Sunday, Sunday. He said, you carry the destiny of ten cities. Not one city. Ten. Metroplex. Metroplex. He said, go and deliver ten cities. And the Bible said, the one that was delivered became a deliverer. I, I've come to speak to deliverers in the house of the Are there any deliverers here? Those who have been delivered. Come on, maybe I'm talking to just a few people. If you know that God delivered you to deliver, come on, jump on your feet and shout hallelujah. Jump up on your feet. Jump up on your feet. The question you need to constantly ask yourself is, why was I delivered? Why was I saved? Don't just say, I'll just, so that I can keep acquiring and acquiring. No. Paul says that with the comfort by which, he said, he said, he said I went through affliction. I, I went through suffering. And he comforted me. But you know what he said? He said that with the comfort God comforted me. Now I'm comforting all those others also. But I know somebody said, Pastor, well, maybe I should wait till I am fully delivered. No. 
Somebody say hallelujah. Please be seated. Please be seated. You don't wait till, okay, pastor, you know, I don't have a car now. Maybe when I have a car, no. The, the nature of the kingdom is that while you're still being delivered, you're delivering others. And so, we're going to look at, we stopped at Isaiah 61, 1 to 3. Let's see what, what, the, what, what the new TOG looks like. Isaiah 61, verse 1. Isaiah 61, verse 1. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Maybe go back to 3 so that some of us may have forgotten what 3 looks like. So 1 to 3 is personal reformation. So we can see. Now this is what Jesus came to do from verse 1. Because of time we're not, you know, we're not going back to verse 1. But now let's see. So he does all of this. Go to verse 4. And we're going to read it together. 1 to go. And they, who is they now? That is, that is what God is sent to do. And they, meaning us, shall do what? Rebuild the foolish. They shall resolve the former destruction. They shall rebuild the sins, the desolations of many generations. I wanted to take, take us back again to Jesus. I believe it's Romans 8. Romans 8. Jesus is in the second. Back to Jesus. Just to show that Jesus Christ did not just only uh, come to bring personal reformation, but also he came uh, so that we can uh, bring reformation to our country. Praise God. Romans 8, verse 18. Romans 8, verse 18. Are we there? Romans 8, 18. Can we read together? I want to go. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Okay. So, so no matter what you're going through right now, it cannot be compared with the glory that is about to be revealed in us. Hallelujah. So don't, don't camp where you are. There's a glory that is said to be revealed in us. Hallelujah. Verse 19, come with it together once again. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for who? For the revealing of the sons. Permit me this Sunday morning and the daughters of God. Verse 20. For, for the creation was subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Very powerful. Very powerful. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. All subject to Right. The, the creation, it is a creation will be delivered to the glorious liberty of God. But delivered into what? The glorious liberty of God. Children of God. So please put that scripture so that we don't get put in. When Adam fell, creation fell. Hello? It wasn't just man that fell. There are many things now that are in disobedience in creation of people. For example, hear me. In the original creation, the dominion that God gave to Adam, there's no lion that was created that could attack Adam. It's God. So I had one out. Did you understand? Not only did he name them, he had dominion over them. So lion, come, 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 come. Sit down. By the way, men are doing that again. Have you seen men dealing with lions? Please sit down. 
So creation fell. Man was no longer in charge. Creation was now in rebellion. But with the coming of Jesus, not only God planned that personal reformation would come to man, but that as he left us in creation, we are now supposed to take over creation. We are now supposed to be the ones that will redeem. That scripture says that Abuja is waiting for us. The seven mountains of society, they are waiting for us. So if you're a real estate person here, the plan of God is not that you'll be at the bottom. God forbid. Somebody say, God forbid. You're a lawyer here. God's plan is not that you'll be at the bottom. Say, God forbid. So in dominion, God lifts you up to become a person of influence so that you can control that sector of life. You say, Pastor, ordinary me. Yes! So the grace that has been made available, Victor, was not just the grace to take you away from hell, but to reign in life. So as you go into the city this week, your mindset is that I have dominion in my office. You may not necessarily say it to people in your office, but you know that it's just a matter of time. I'll be the DG here. I went to a house on the rock some, you know, some days ago because Pastor Uche was doing his 50th birthday. You know, and I, there's something I had preached there years ago. I used to be in house on the rock. And so when I was getting to my car, a member of the church ran to me and said, lawyer. He said, Pastor, I have forgotten this. But last time you came here to preach, you said something. You said that everybody in whatever area of life God has called them must rule and reign. That means that if you're a lawyer, either you end up at a son or a judge. He said, Pastor, I haven't forgotten. I am on my way there. The only way we can change Nigeria is to seek to go to the top. Listen to me. Let me let me close. We can continue uh, upper Sunday because of time. We can celebrate it this Sunday. Hear me. If Nigeria goes to war, whether you're rich or poor, it will affect all of us. run anywhere. I have to carry my mother. So can you run now to Canada and carry your mother? Or your aunties, your uncles. So we have been called as redeemers. Because if we don't redeem the land, we shall be cut off the land. I close with this. Days, years ago, God was speaking to the pastors in Nigeria and several of them. He said, pastors, stop preaching just salvation, salvation to your members. War is coming. These countries will soon be devoured by the enemy. But they didn't believe it. Some of you know the story of how horrible the things that happened in Nigeria. If unfortunately the church felt more, they'll go into pastors' homes, rape their wives, the ones that have children in their stomach, they will, they will cover the child. Many of you know that Liberia and Serena have not fully recovered. the next 20 years to rise up as saviors, as redeemers, as reformers in Nigeria. For TOG, God raised us today, not for judge of personal salvation, but we're in the kingdom for such a time as this. God bless you, TOG. I want you to please stand. Thank you, Jesus.
You know, I know this Sunday morning, for many people, you say, Pastor, you don't even have a clue what I'm equating. And you're talking about me being a redeemer. You're saying me being a savior. I want to say to you that this is the purpose that this church carries. So the grace for it to come to pass is already upon us. Who would have thought that Peter, an ordinary fisherman, would have been used by God in such a way? Who would have thought that Paul, who persecuted the church, would have been used by God in such a way? Who would have thought that Moses, who ran away, who was a stammerer, would have been used by God in such a way? And God began to say to me earlier this morning, who would have thought that Gideon, who was hiding in a cave because the Midianites had, had, had put Israel under a siege for seven years. But you know, God sees the potential you carry, not what you see. So God sent his angel and said to Gideon, you mighty man of valor. And Gideon was looking around, who is he talking about? He said, you. He said, me. Me? No, it must it can't be carried. Can't you see I'm even hiding? He said, go in this your might. There's a grace for equipping in this area. It's just for you to say, here I am. Send me. Listen to me. God will not send you into an area that he has not called you into. So it's for you to locate. And in the next weeks, the next months, we'll begin to help you to locate where you're a savior. Where you're a savior. And weak Gideon that was hiding used 300 men to bring deliverance to Israel. Yes, weak you. God will use you in that mountain. God will use you in that city. But it's for your mind to change now. And to know that I am in the kingdom for such a time as this. Can we thank the Lord this Sunday morning? Can we thank, can you open your mouth and say, Father, thank you. Because Lord, I know that Jesus Christ came as the reformer to bring me personal reformation. And begin to open your mouth and say that wherever my life has become crooked, I, Lord Jesus, reform my life. Meru where, where, where your life has been mad. The Bible says uh, in Jeremiah concerning uh, that which the vessel upon that which the potter was moving. It was mad in his hand. And the potter decided to make it again. And so reformation is to reform you. Open your mouth this Sunday and say, reform me, reform my destiny. I don't know which area of your life. The potter, the potter is in the house. The potter, this is the potter. Potter's house, I Makaribaza. He will reform that marriage this Sunday morning. He will reform that destiny. He will reform your finances. That area of your life that you have, you're about to give up. I know by the grace of God that is upon the house this Sunday morning, a reformation is taking place. Liberty is coming to the captives. To the weak, strength is coming. To the hopeless, hope is here. To the helpless, help is here. Why? Because like the madman of Gadara, the city is awaiting us. 
the city is awaiting us. Weak Gideons, powerless Gideons, God is raising up a company of reformers. Ladies, are you in the house this Sunday morning? Village life ceased in Israel until Deborah arose. Thank you, Jesus. Village life will not cease in Nigeria because there's a company of Deborahs in this house. That from this house, we're raising up Deborahs. Ladies, are you here this Sunday morning? The reason why God elevated Esther, she probably was not the most beautiful, but, but by his grace, made sure she became queen to the king. Because a day was going to come where by her reason of her position, she will bring deliverance to a nation. That is why we're in the kingdom for such a time as this. So as we go into our week, our month, our year, know that you have been appointed for such a time as this. TOG has been raised up to raise reformers, change agents, companies of Gideons, companies of Deborahs. <laughs> oh, God is about to do something. And that's why the enemy has fought us the way he did. But it's already late. This is TOG 2.0. This is TOG 2.0. This is TOG 2.0. We give you praise and give you glory in the name of Jesus.